Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. What are you doing? What's going on, guys? Look at the collection. Look at the fiddles going on in the background there. Yeah, these are these are all my. I got more or less paws downstairs, but I brought a few up here today. Good for you, brother. Thanks. You can never have too many, man. I know. I want to talk about your gear, Zach. Does I love the blood eagle shape? I I never even saw that before. John, let's do an official eagle. start. We'll get going. Yeah, you got the blood eagle. You got the the nomad, and we yeah. got the heathen now. Then you're gonna have uh, what's up next? I guess we got the the raider coming. The vulture, cool. the, the condor, and then what else we got? Oh, the thorax. Ah, awesome. It's Zach. also cousins with the lorax. <laughs> so, Zach, it's all about gonna, the trees. I love it. Mark's going to start it out officially. Episode 944 of the Talking Metal podcast is what you are listening to. Today, we are joined by Zach Wilde of Ozzy Osbourne fame and, of course, Black Label Society. We have a long history with uh, Zach interviews, but it's been a number of years for sure. So what an honor to have him back on the show. And of course, whenever we're talking to Zach, we have to have the co-founder of Talking Metal back in the fold, John Astronomy, Ace Fraley's main man back in the fold. He's the guy I founded this podcast with back in 2005, and it's always great to have him uh, drop by and what better of an episode to do that on than an episode with Zach because John and I we've we've played with Zach we've again done many interviews with him through the years and more than more importantly than that we've just been massive fans of the guy he is such a important part of heavy metal and hard rock history check out my website markstriegel.net check me out on twitter at talking metal Check me out on Instagram at Talking Metal. Uh, you can support this show by joining us on Patreon. I did want to mention that there was a recent poll I put up on my Twitter account, which I found uh, kind of interesting. The question was favorite streaming service for music? Spotify won with 51% of the vote. We had 193 votes. Apple Music coming in 
second at 23% of the vote and an other, well, actually other was 24% of the vote, but I'm guessing that's like Amazon music, which I've, I've used in the past. I like Amazon music, uh, title and other places like that. I currently, you know, I was on Spotify for years, but I currently am an Apple music guy and I, I dig it. Although for some reason, the Sonos in my house, it doesn't sync well with Apple Music. Spotify work tends to work better with that. I'm not sure why, but that's a whole nother conversation. As I mentioned, we have supporters on Patreon who pay as little as $2 a month to get a bonus podcast every week on Patreon. And the only people who hear that podcast are them. There's a private RSS feed, which you can subscribe to and you can get that bonus podcast I really, I'd like to just say thank you to everyone on Patreon who voted in the Patreon-only poll, which is going to determine what we talk about in our next Zoom call with the patrons. It was, again, an album, what I consider a classic album, and here are the albums, Def Leppard, Pyromania, Metallica, Ride the Lightning, Testament, The Legacy, Megadeth, Peace Cells, Anthrax, Among the Living, ACDC, Let There Be Rock, Rat Out of the Cellar, and Slayer Rain in Blood. So, you know, my my listeners are a certain type, you know, so I'm always curious to hear what they're going to go for. And big shout out to Ed who helped me pick those records to, to vote on. And a big shout out to the winner, which is Metallica, Ride the Lightning. That will be the to- topic of an upcoming edition episode of Talking Metal, so stay tuned for that. Thank you guys for voting. Uh, Real quick, second place was Rat out of the cellar. Only one vote separating Metallica, Ride the Lightning, and Rat out of the cellar. Uh, Who was third? Let's see. Looks like Def Leppard third, Megadeth, Peace Cells, Anthrax, um, Among the Living coming in after that. Surprisingly, ACDC, Let There Be Rock, and Slayer, Rain and Blood finishing in last place, a tie for last place, which is pretty amazing. Let There Be Rock, one of my favorite records, but Ride the Lightning, also one of my favorite records by Metallica. Cannot wait to have a conversation with the patrons about that record on an upcoming episode. And we're about to get into our interview with Zach, but before we do that, let's just give a shout out to all the patrons. As you guys know, when we get to 100 patrons, I start doing a monthly, not a monthly, a bi-weekly, highly produced video show. So help me get there. We're at 50 right now. We're going backwards. (laughs) So I don't know if we're ever going to get to 100. We're, we used to have like 54 or something. Now we're down to 50. Uh, but luckily, Nick Beach in Australia just joined us. Thank you, Nick. Your T-shirt was mailed. I hope it gets there. There have been some issues with mailing things to Australia with, with COVID. So please let me know, Mr. Nick Beach. Miss Metal Dan, thank you. Sam Warwick, thank you. Kaido Yogova, thank you. Adrian Cusick, Dane Damage, Madison Hatter, Seth B, who I saw just the other night in the Jeff Pilsen meditation slash yoga class that happens every Monday virtually. Email me at uh, striegelmark at gmail.com if you want more information on, on Jeff's yoga, virtual yoga Zoom meditation class. It's great. It's really great. Seth does it with me a lot of the time. Alan Janssen, thank you. Hank Reeves of Dash Vodka, our highest supporter on Patreon. Thank you very much, Hank. John Simpson, Huckney Jacobson, 
Ed Ferguson, Denny Striegel, Patrick Sabin, Jerry from Salt Lake City, Blue Walsh 21, Victor Guzman, Gene Eugene DX, Sean Richmond, Mario Charance, Andrew Miller, Jeremy, Jeremy Weltman, Chris Riley, Johan Erdstrom, Steven Rodriguez, Tommy Anderson, Gregory Muse, Kenny McCrimmon, Leo from Alaska, Brad from Utah, Dan Gurwan, Victor from the Mars Attacks show, uh, Sam Soupy, Drake, Matt Carroll, Joe Ryan, Jason Seth, Steven Saylor, Ron Keel, Jean-Francois, Blah, Anthony Mackey, James Bennett, David Gray, Fred Roots, Michael Street, Mike Jones, Steve Hoker, John Bovari, and Metal Dan. Thanks, guys. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate the continued support. You rock. Let's get into our episode right now with Zach Wild. <laughs> Hey, it's Mark Striegel along with John Astronomy here on Talking Metal. And a guy we haven't spoken with in a number of years, but it's always great to reconnect with him. Zach Wild. Zach, how are you, man? What is shaking Father Mark? What are you doing, man? What's oh, going man. on over there? We so are. Father John's got all the fiddles. He's got the drums. He's got, you know, he's playing a keg party tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you come on over. We can do it. <laughs> right on, man. Well, we're psyched because you got another Black Label Society record coming out this November, Doom Crew, Inc. And uh, this is the 11th album by BLS. And we have the new video out, which I am loving. I don't consider it. We don't consider them Black Label albums. These are calorie burning calisthenic opuses that's what they are they just if you thought you were gonna get you can you can eat more junk food we're just making life better you can eat more junk food more garbage and you listen to this album you burn more calories everyone's happy (laughs) i love it it's two for one two for one zach i love the record i i love I've listened to all the songs. Set You Free to me sounds like a, a march to battle anthem. Uh, there's there's the up-tempo stuff like Gather All My Sins. But my favorite riff is the end of days riff. And uh, there's just so much good stuff. Tell us a little bit about the songwriting. Um, well, no, I, you know, because people are just like, oh, did you do anything different? I mean, it was COVID or whatever. No, I just, you know, I mean, you guys you know, manage me or whatever, you know, you're like, Zach, you get the fellows will be out here in a month. I'm like, all right, well, I got a month to go fishing, you know what I mean? And see what we right. can find, you know? So like, I'll sit out with my, uh, my practice amp out in the, out in the gym on the iron den over there, the, the doom crew iron den. And I'll just, I'll just have a cup of Valhalla Java. I'll just sit there. I'll plug in. And you know, I got it set to the point where, you know, if you had one of your Randall's set up back there, you know, at a low yep. volume with reverb on it. So it sounds like you're in Madison Square Garden with nobody in it. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's just at a low volume and I'll just I'll just start writing riffs. And it always starts with the riff. I mean, you know, right. I mean, you know, in Mount Riffmore, you got Cream, Mountain, Zeppelin, Sabbath, Deep Purple. So, you know, I'm just saying like it, it it's always the riffs that dictate the song. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, whether it, Tony Iommi, you know, Lord Iommi writing Snowblind. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's just a great riff. And, you know, and whenever I'm playing, when we do the Zach Sabbath shows, when we do it, you know, we're doing a six-week run or whatever, every time we do it, it just solidifies 
it's such a simple meal. It's always a steak, potato, you know, garlic mashed potatoes and and spinach. And yeah. it's but it's done so well. There's nothing there. There's there's really not a lot of crap all over it. And there's not a lot of sauces and everything. And, you know, you don't need to cover it up because the the bare meal itself is good. Yeah, is that- I agree, Zach. This album, to me, is highly riff-oriented, but it's it's going back to your roots of the bands like Cream and Leslie Weston Mountain, and and I mean a lot of Sabbath. Uh, I mean, like Gospel of Lies. That's such a heavy song, and 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 uh, I love these riffs. I I to me, I think you went back to your roots, and you're kind of influenced by some of the old people that you grew up listening to. Yeah, I mean, it's just without a doubt. I mean, you know, always there's, you know, Lord Iomi University. I just, you know, the run of joke is like, oh, yeah, like set you free. No, 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 no. It's like, you know, Zach, how'd you come up with that? I go, well, I was at the Lord Iomi swap meet, you know, and I was just like, what's that behind that plate over there? It's like, oh, here's a riff I wrote in 72. I didn't use that one. Okay, how much you want for that? $8? I'll take that one, you know? So (laughs) you get all these riffs at the Tony Iomi garage sale, you know what I mean? So, it's just, uh, no, I, I, you know, you know, Zeppelin, Sabbath, I, you know, anything. I mean, it's just like you listen to any, it's always the riffs and then these great songs, or melodies over these, the music, you know what I mean? So yep. it's just, uh, and like, same thing, like you listen to Zeppelin or whatever. I mean, it's just whether we listen to the Rover you, it's a riff. You got the drums and the bass and one guitar track and Robert singing. And there's not tons of vocals. There's not tons of you know, nothing, really. I mean, you really listen to the recording. You're like, wow, there's really not a lot going on here. Right. But it's done really well. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I think with anything, you know, when any bands are good at what they do, or whatever, it's not a matter of like ACDC reinventing the wheel. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, whether it's Highway to Hell or Back in Black, it's like, well, they're not reinventing the wheel. There's nothing ground. It's like, no, they don't need to. Right. It's It's a cheeseburger, but it's done really well. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, my friends come out, you know, you go to In-N-Out Burger, you go to White Castle, you go to whatever. (laughs) You know, the thing is, it's just like it's done really well. Yeah. Yeah. And so you don't have to reinvent the wheel if it's if it's good that's all that matters, you know, and it always comes down to songs because I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like, why, why are we listening to blizzard and diary? It, you know, it's not, you don't, you don't just fast forward to get to the Randy playing the solos. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's the whole meal. I mean, you know, it, King Edward changed, changed the planet. Right. Yep. But the whole thing is you're going to see Van Halen because of songs. I mean, not everybody in the crowd is a guitar player. Right. At a Van Halen concert. You know, everyone, people there are like, I don't, I don't even play. Oh, do you play guitar? It's like, no, I don't even play guitar. I just love Van Halen. I think I love their songs. You know, I mean, I'm just saying it's not everybody going to a Led Zeppelin concert plays guitar or drums. You know what I mean? It's just like they're there because they, they love this, the music. Yep. You know, it's interesting, Zach, because hearing you say that reminds me of seeing you on one of those, I forget what it was, guitar celebrations. It was like you, Ingve, and a bunch of other people. And when you came out and did like Sabbath cover during that, that was the 
most that the crowd, who probably in that audience were actually a lot of guitar players, but actually embraced what was going on there that night. And uh, yeah, it's uh, so really um, important. Yeah, it's, it's so, like you said, I mean, it's just, and, and like like you said, I mean, like Al Demiola, when I listen to Al Demiola and, and Mahavishnu Orchestra, these are instrumental records. But it's, I'm listening to the music though. You know what I mean? It's tied, right. you know, right. it's like, it's because they have the songs. I mean, you know, with the, with the Beatles, no one ever was listening to the Beatles. They're like, oh man, I hear this album's even heavier than the last one. I mean, no, I mean, it's, did they have good songs on this one? <laughs> I mean, it's, right. It's good tunes. You know, that's, I mean, with Sabbath, no one's, you know, no one was ever listening going, I heard this one's even heavier than the last. It's just like, no, it's, Always great the songs, riff. great songs, yeah, great songs. Yeah, and I, great. And I, it's just the songs, man. I it, mean, it's no matter what band it is, any of our favorite bands, any of our favorite artists that we love, whether it's Elton John, you know what I mean? It's like, how's the new Elton record? It's like, oh, dude, it's awesome. You got to hear this one. It's uh, Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dark it's, it's amazing. There's also, you know, that's why you're buying the record, man. I, you know what, uh, Zach? I love the the food analogy because what you're saying is. You just got one good hamburger. It's got great cheese on it and a good bun, but you don't need sauces and you don't need a bunch of chefs coming in, putting all kinds of stuff on it. You just got a great riff, great melody, drums and bass, and the yeah, song. Yeah, I mean, like, not to forget, I mean, look at, you can't, ACDC can't get more. Yep. Bare minimum. I listen to Hell's Bells. You listen to Back and Black. It's just, everything sounds great, and it's great performances by the guys. You know what I mean? And it and the production's great. And it's you can hear everything and it's just right. It, and you like you said, it's like, well, what's groundbreaking here? Nothing. It's just blues riffs. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah, and that's all you need. You I know agree. what I mean? It's like Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I remember when somebody was like, Oh, well, they're not doing anything new that you know the Stones or Aerosmith did or whatever. And it's like, it doesn't matter. It's right. what they're doing, they but they do it really well. Yep. Right. You know, so it's just like, you know. That's all that matters at the end of the day. So, so Zach, you're planning a pretty substantial tour. I mean, it looks like a, a ton of dates, and that's starting up, I believe, in October. Are you? Are there any concerns about the whole COVID thing, or do you feel like we're kind of coming out of it now and it's time to rock? No, well, I mean, you know, like, obviously, you don't want anyone ever getting sick or anything like that. So, you know, no, we're just going to, you know, we just did the, we did the Sturgis thing. We did, uh, we did Sturgis. We did another uh, outdoor festival we did in Montana right after that. And then we just got done doing the Blue Ridge Festival in, uh, in Virginia and they were packed. So, you know, everybody had a good time. So I didn't hear about anybody, right. you know, no one getting sick or anything like that, but I mean, which is cool, you know? So, but yeah, I mean, you know, when I get asked, you know, can you put the mask on or when you go, yeah, no problem. You know what I mean? Right. Like when going to a restaurant or whatever, it's just, yeah, no problem. Whatever you need me to do. You know, so it's just to me, it's no different than like we went into a restaurant. I'm like, bro, you can't wear your hat in a restaurant, you know, at, you right. know, it's a high end steakhouse where it's like, hey, no problem. Take it off. <laughs> right no problem. I love it. Yeah. You know, like when I go to a strip club and they go, you, you got to take your pants off. You know, it's like, <laughs> okay, no problem. I'll take my pants off. If that's Zach, what you need me to do, I, you, know, you got it. Don't worry about it. I wish you were back in New Jersey, Zach, uh, because uh, I mean, Mark and I are both in Jersey and. And uh, we would have, uh, I would have so much fun hanging out with you. Hey, I, I back to the record real quick. I wanted to, be, before we go on. To well, before we go any further, because you're in Jersey. Yep. We had this debate before, because I'm up in the city. I'm up in uh, in Manhattan. Oh, right, right. Wait, now, here we go, fellas. The I know, debate, yeah. The debate arrives, the Black Label debate. 
<laughs> the better pizza, New Jersey or New York? I'm starting to think Jersey. What do you think? I, th- I think it's pretty much unanimous with a lot of guys, certain spots in New York, but New Jersey is, yep. is taking the title. A lot of people are saying New Jersey over New York. Yep, I, right I agree. I agree. It's happening. But, uh, right on. <laughs> so, I, you know I'm why? Because like, I think it's more Irish people making the pizza in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I think so. Interesting <laughs> theory. Irish people. <laughs> Zach, I, I want to come back to a, jer- a great thing that happened in Jersey a long time ago, but I'm going to save that because I just want to talk real quick. Well, another album. T.T. Uh, Quick, White Tiger. Who are you talking about? Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know the bands from New Jersey. Um so, hey, in Set You Free, Zach, I'm used to hearing you do, like, primarily all the solos, but I I love how you and Dario are trading off in this. I mean, you guys are, sometimes, when unless I'm watching the video, I'm trying to think, is that Zach right there? Is Zach Dario? And then sometimes I get confused, but you sound amazing trading off solos in that well, song. Well, Dario's, Dario's more, he's got more grace, more like a gazelle. I'm more <laughs> like a bull in a china shop, you know what I mean? Right, so, right. He's a, you know, but yeah, hands down, without a doubt. They, they you know, uh, Dario's touch, you know, is just, it's, it's uh, more finesse, you know, than, than I am. And he, he does, he does a bit more legato than I do as well, but, uh, but he could pick it all as well. But, you know, Dario's just, it's more, more legato, more without a doubt. That kind well, of thing. You, you but guys, I, mean, Zach, I, I love both of your styles. And and one of the things that I think is cool is that I, I think a long time ago, you had mentioned that Steve Vai and you were talking and, and you were saying how you, you, you didn't want to sound like anybody else back in the early, early Aussie days. And you just said, hey, look, I'm not going to do a harmonic minor because that's sort of an Inve thing. And I'm not going to do... Uh, you know, uh, tapping because that's a Van Halen thing, and and you said you kind of were going back. You, you picked the pentatonic thing. You 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 had some bluegrass stuff that you liked that Albert Lee did, and then that was your vocabulary. So that kind of forced you into creating your own style using just that. And and I think it's a great style. Is that is that right? Yeah. Without it, I mean, obviously, I my love for Frank Marino, his use of pentatonic scales, and uh, John McLaughlin. You know, with the Intermounting point, you know, mm-hmm. he's, I mean, because John McGough, his command over pentatonic scales is out of control as well. But I mean, I mean, those two guys in particular, you know, Frank Marino and John McGough, as far as, as far as technique and in Formula One race car, out of, out of control, you know, technique of pentatonic scales. But I mean, uh, yeah, and I, and I actually, I like the sound of it. You know what I mean? It's just right. like, I also love three notes of string, you know, Al Demiola, you know what I mean? So it's just like where Al is almost no pentatonic. He's, he's all diatonic. You know what I mean? Right. Three notes of string, but I mean, uh, but no, I, like you said, I mean, in, in the beginning, I just, it was just like, well, cross off the list of all these guys. If you don't want to sound, if you don't want to be referenced and talked about that guy, then, Right. You know, don't be if you don't want to be compared to David Lee Roth, don't be doing splits off the exactly. off the, the risers and doing right. all of Dave's moves, you know, mm-hmm. and then talking to the crowd and doing all the, you know, hey, look at all the people here tonight. And you know, it's like, dude, that that's a Dave thing. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. or you still or you start doing any of mix moves or whatever. And then you're going, oh, how come people are comparing me to it? It's just like, well, because you're doing that, you know, we're doing all, the Aussie with the, you know, with the peace signs, it's like, why do people keep saying I'm on? It's like, well, you're doing the peace yeah, signs, you're, you're man. Doing you're doing the back moves, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you know, 
it, it just uh, kind of like an elimination process, you know, and you go, all right, well, what's left on here? It's like pentatonic scales, you know? So I'll just pick them and see, see how creative you can get using them, you know, just do a solo with that, you know? So, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's how that, that all came about. But I mean, as far as with the record with me and Dario doing, going back and forth, it's just kind of like an evolution of, you know, Dario would get more and more involved. Like I'd be on Dario, like on Stillborn. Why don't we double the end run going at the end of the solo? Suicide cool. Messiah, why don't you do the ending of, of the soul? Why don't we double that together? Why don't you do this one with me? We'll do this here. We'll do that there. And then obviously he's doing all the solos when I'm playing the piano. Right. You know, but uh, so, I mean, with this one, I kind of like when we were doing the record, I, I just, when I was putting harmonies in there and doing it, it's more or less more like a, Almond Brothers approach or Thin Lizzy or Priest, you know, where like you actually need two guys to do it. To do it right. You know, that's cool. Like if the Almond Brothers went out back in the day and and Dickie was missing or Dwayne was missing and you one of them was sick or whatever, it you're you're missing that the harmonies that are in all those guitar lines. Like that's you would literally cool. you actually need two guys. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. No doubt. I, I love it. I, I actually, you know, off topic, Zach, I just saw uh the Almond Betts band, which is uh, one of Greg's sons and and, and one of Dickie's and Dickie's sons, yeah, yeah, they great. were great. They were awesome, man. They were, totally. great. but I I love that like two or three guitar, uh, you know, riffs that you need more than one guitar player doing. That's great. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's not just a matter of a soloing back and forth, but I mean, but that's the fun part of it too. You know, like I'm doing my bit, then Dario will do his solo. Yeah, so I mean, that's how that's the way we did it. Nice. Hey, Zach, I did. You mentioned Ozzy. So I do want to mention that just in a couple days, it is the 30th anniversary of No More Tears, the amazing record that you did with Ozzy. And they recently, to celebrate the 30 year anniversary, put out this mashup of the song Hellraiser, which has Ozzy and Lemmy doing lead on lead vocals on that song. Have you heard that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, I heard the original one, Lemmy did Hellraiser, you know, Billy Sherwood, I remember was doing it with them. So, you know, when they ended up doing, uh, doing the Hellraiser track, you know, that Motorhead did, right. you know, so yeah, it was definitely cool. So for sure. And do you remember, you wrote that song with Ozzy and Lemmy. Do yeah, you remember totally. the songwriting process for that song or any of the other songs that you, that Lemmy was involved with on No More Tears? Yeah, well, totally. Well, Mama, I'm Coming Home. Uh, he did the lyrics on that one. He did the lyrics on, I think, Desire. He did the lyrics on the uh, Hellraiser. There might be some other ones that he, that he did the lyrics on there. But yeah, it was just we'd have the music laying around, and then you know Oz would be singing on something. Then he would go either go around to Lemmy and just ask Lemmy, Lem, can you put some lyrics to this thing? He was like, yeah. And like you said, how Lemmy would always say, he goes, yeah, give me about an hour. And he'd probably go down to the Rainbow and have a couple cocktails and just <laughs> right here you go, <laughs> done, you know, finished. So, so he was uh, in the studio with you guys and no, no, wasn't in the studio. No, he, you know, he probably, like you said, already had the music. They'd probably give Lemmy a, a recording of it. Lemmy would listen to it so he, he could hear Ozzy's syllables. You know what I mean? Oz would just give a guide vocal. You know what I mean? Nice. So, and then, uh, and then, you know, Lemmy would write the lyric because Oz would go, I'm, I'm coming home and you know and then Ozzy so you got Ozzy's syllable breakdown you know what I mean right right let me would just cool. you know write the yeah just how Giza would do it back in the day you know what I mean with Sabbath 
Nice. Right on. Right on. And I know Randy uh, Castillo had a number of songwriting credits on that record, too. How how did he contribute to songwriting as a drummer? Well, no, I mean, like like Ram would, you know, like to push some of the pushes, the pulls. And then like, Zachy, why don't we try? What's that chord that you were going over there? You know, I mean, or whatever. So that that's how that came about. Like when we did Crazy Babies and things like that. But uh, that that's, you know, so Ram would be involved because a lot of times it would just be me and Randy jamming riffs you know what i mean and then coming up with the with this the music and then oz would sing over it you know because Oz would be like you know miracle man he goes zach which part am i singing over this thing i'm like you know that and he goes all right just keep playing it let me sing something you know usually oz you know his love for the beatles and just his it just his gift for coming up with melodies is just very rarely would he actually sing something if it wasn't the first thing off the top of his head where he'd actually go back and go, ah, I don't like what I'm singing. Very rarely would that ever happen. Wow. That's, that's if he ever, cool. you know, usually probably I wasn't there for, I, I don't know, or anything like that, but I mean, I'm sure they, he was like, Rand, play the riff. And Randy was, and I guarantee that was the first thing that came out of his head. Spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's usually he'd knock it out of the park. Always first thing. Very cool. Hey, Zach, I, I wanted to ask you, does, do, does J.D. and Jeff and Dario come out to the Black Vatican or how do you guys record? Do you do it in person? Do you do like like rough tracks in person or how's that work? What's that? What's that like, again, do, brother? Do the guys come out to the Black Vatican at your place to record? No, like, no put it this way. Everything that you hear on uh, the record, I either recorded that before the fellas came out. Okay. So like put it this way, like like everything, like we'll set you free or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I'll record all the guitars and then uh double track them just like you hear on the record. So yeah. they're already done, whether it's through a click track or whatever. And then so when Jeff comes out and JD just comes out, you Jeff will just listen and go, I when am I coming in on this thing? What are you hearing? I go, as soon as we'll acoustic intro and then and as soon as we come in, just right. Genghis Khan and his merry men, right? Run right as soon as we get going. I so, you know, so yeah, so that's where it would start right there. You know, and then Jeff will just listen to it a couple of times, play air drums in the control room, listen to it and go, all right, you know, let me go in there and record it. And then Jeff will just play it maybe two or three times, just go come in and we'll listen to it and go, done, you know, next nice. song. Good. You know, so yeah. A- I mean, back in the day, the way we used to do it is with Oz, I mean, you know, it'd be like we'd have no more tears done. We'd have my mom coming home done desire. I don't want to change the world that in rehearsing it, like going dude. I mean, we're just sucking the life out of these songs. We know them. Right. You know what I mean? But I understand the flip coin of it. If you're going to be spending $3,000 a day in a studio, you want everyone to know what they're doing so we can get in there and just knock this thing out. And yeah. so we're not in there for 10 hours figuring out what we're doing. Right. You know, just have a, I, I get that point, you know, but in I mean? your case, you don't have to do that because you got all the time you want. Cause it's your studio, right? Yeah. I'll go in there. We'll just, you know, my buddy, uh, Adam, who's engineer and everything. So Adam, we just go in there, engineer, get everything dialed in. And, you know, at the Vatican, I got my head set up already and the amp set up. The drums are already spiked. Everything's spiked already. So all you got to do, right. just like how you have everything behind you, uh huh. it's already spiked. We never take it down. Just leave that stuff there. Yeah. Leave, you know, the one Randall cab there. 
the one head that you really like that sounds great. We just uh, leave that there all the time. So whenever you guys want to track, it's already ready to go. Just track it. That's and then, great. I love yeah, that. So it's, it's all set. So, yeah, you know, you're not in the, you're not there, you know, working on mics and getting sounds because it's already there and done and you just leave it. That's yeah, and I've, I've never been a tone chaser guy in that regard of like wanting to try every new amp and what it like, right. Basically I'm using the same gear I used on miracle man and no more wow. tears and Perry Mason and all that stuff, the pride and glory stuff, every black label thing, the, the book of shadow stuff, you know, like, why would you want to change it? If you're using that one Randall head in the back and it sounds right. great. Why, why are we, right. What, well, what are we lining around, up right. all these other amps to try for you? You're happy with that one. That one, that one's the one that sounds great. Just use that. Yep. I agree. You know, I still I agree. got friends that are, you know, going on chasing it. You know, it'd be like Billy Gibbons going, what did you use on touch? What is that? Right. It's this amp right here. You know, it's that Randall and that one cabinet right behind you. Why aren't we using that? Let's just right. use that. I mean, that sounds yeah. good. It's actually sounds proven perfect. to sound great. And why so, mess with it? You know. So, right. so yeah. guys, we we are down to our last couple minutes here. Zach, I did want to ask you about touring with Ozzy. Is that still uh, the plan for early 2022? Yeah, I guess uh, the game plan is Oz is still. He's doing his Kegel exercises, taking his female <laughs> right. growth hormone, and you know, and his steroids, and he's uh, and he's. We hope to have his bench, squat, and deadlift Aussie world-class <laughs> numbers ready to roll in January. That's awesome. I love it. And do you awesome. think the set list will change up now that he has the Ordinary Man record out? Do you envision a song from that coming into the set list? If he wants, you know, he's the boss. He's, he's Mr. Steinbrenner. I mean, if that's what he wants to do, and that's what we'll do. You know, whatever Oz wants to do, man. You know, exactly. I mentioned, I said, Oz, he was like, Zachy, you want to put anything else on the set? I go, why don't we, why don't we like maybe open up with hole in the sky? What do you think? And he goes, you don't like me, do you? You want me to die? <laughs> He's like, Zach, my head will explode halfway through the first verse. <laughs> That's classic. Right on. Zach, we, before we, we let you go, I got to ask you a Jersey question. I'm going to hold something up and, and tell me if you could see the photo. Yeah, Father Mark's wedding. Yep, and Sebastian wedding. rocking out, and I'm jamming out on the telly over there. Yeah, that is such a cool thing. Mark told me the whole story about how all that happened uh, actually about a year ago. And we, we just had a, a lot of fun talking about the wedding and, and just old Jersey stories. And do you ever miss, I mean, I know you're back here now, but do, do you ever miss certain Jersey things being out in California? Um, Yeah, I mean, I still love the boardwalk. I love going down to, you know, Point Pleasant, Jersey, you know, down to Asbury. Belmar, everything down there, the boardwalk, Jenkinson's, you know, I mean, all that stuff. It's great. Yeah, I still love the Jersey Shore is amazing. I love it. Cool. Very cool, Zach. Well, well, guys, we're going to sign off. But, Zach, one thing John and I always talk about with our friend uh, Bumblefoot is the time that you. uh, Father Ron. Father Ron. Did a little. He's uh, awesome. Gotta love Father Ron. Till the end. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) We went in there. <laughs> it was like seven thousand beers later, and you know, and, and just like tracking twos. It was great. I love Ron. He's awesome. That was great. We had such That's a cool. blast, Zach. That's one of our greatest ever talking metal experiences. We thank you for that, and we thank you for coming to talk about the new record. We've we've heard it, but uh, I can't wait for the fans to to hear this entire record because it's amazing. And I appreciate it, brother. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, and thanks for coming on today. 
Dune Dune crew. Thanks for having me, fellas, and great talking to you. Thanks, Zach. Zach. Be well. Take care. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye, Zach. A big thanks to Zach Wild from Black Label Society for joining us here on the Talking Metal podcast. And a couple quick notes. The jam we were referring to that we did with Zach is called Till the End. It's up on YouTube and various different places. If you search Zach Wild Till the End, you will find probably a video of John and I and Bumblefoot, formerly of Guns N' Roses, basically doing a song that we came up with on the spot. Obviously, Zach came up with most of the song and and we kind of followed him. And uh, yeah, it was a magic night. Crazy, crazy night. But that's what we were talking about there. And John ends the interview by showing Zach a picture. We were on Zoom, so there were cameras showing uh, Zach a picture that is Zach, Sebastian, and Mark Weiss all jamming at Mark Weiss's wedding. So in case you, I don't know if that translated being this is only audio, but yeah, that's what was going on there. And uh, Mark Weiss, of course, the famous photographer who I just saw in the new Rick James documentary on Showtime, which is an awesome watch, not metal, but uh, wow, what a life that guy had, I tell you. But remember, Black Label Society's 11th record, Doom Crew Inc., out November 26th via Entertainment One E1. The uh, album will be available digitally on CD. Uh, A Vinyl Plus Deluxe Edition is also going to be out there. And I guess in that edition, you get the vinyl, you get a CD long box. Remember those things? What were those, like late 80s, mid to late 80s, those long boxes they used to put the CDs in? You get a cassette, and uh, they're doing pre-orders now. So we have heard the record. It is just incredible. And you can check the music video out for Set You Free right now online. It's it's fun, really fun video, as always, from, from Zach. And Jeff Fab, man, he's the drummer of the band. We have a history with him. He was in, in this moment. We actually jammed with him, too. You can see us jamming with Jeff, Jeff Fab on, on uh, YouTube also. And JD, the bassist, John and I were at Berkeley College of Music the same time he was there. So, yeah, I feel like we have a, a real history with the BLS guys. And that's that, man. That's that. And wow, 30 years since No More Tears, this September 17th. What an album that was. Cool to hear Zach talk a little bit about it. I, I We were kind of short on time because it's not Zach's fault. I think Zach would have went all day, but I had Zoom. You know, you don't only get like 40 minutes or something where it shut, shuts off if you don't pay for the, the account. So that's what was going on there. But big thanks to Zach for spending some time with us. All right, later, guys.